0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go.
1: To be honest, I can't even, I can't even face you guys uh, for most of today's episode because I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed how I fell for the trap. As I always say, no Begsy, no problem. And now I'm saying uh, Begsy is the problem of this program, Locked On Canucks. Now let's talk about it some more in a few seconds. Enjoy the show.
0: You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Okay, okay. Let's get into it, another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen, but more importantly, this show right here is the show where we give you your Canucks, not your team, your Canucks, every day. It's the program with the West Coast Bias is the only thing that matters. I like to believe that. More on that in 20 seconds. Subscribe, hit the like button, uh, leave us a review on the podcasting side of things, and be honest too. Uh, you don't got to be nice if you don't like the program. Okay, it is what it is. Uh, we're sports podcasters. Uh, we talk a lot of shit. Uh, we got to be able to eat shit too. That's just the truth. And we talk a lot of we talk a lot of shit about a things that get us worked up. Right, that's how you end up talking. A lot of ish, but be because we're delusional. We're delusional. Uh, most of us never played the game, and here we are complaining the most about effort in the preseason. And ultimately, I can only speak for myself, losing 60% of the hope that you once had for this team, again, in a span of six preseason games. And a part of me is... At a loss for words, and a part of me isn't. That's why we're here on Locked On Canucks, and I was thinking, even more so about how this all happened. Was it just a performance-based uh, thing that kind of poked at my heart and made me believe less that things would be different this time around? That hope would once again be a part of the equation, and more, more importantly, hockey would be fun right? Uh, That's what I'm looking forward to. Hockey being fun. Games mattering. 60 minutes, aka two and a half hours of your life, 82 times a year, was going to bring you something, give you a jolt. And I know for a lot of Canuck fans, it's still like that. It's something that I used to be jealous of, right? Maybe six months ago, seven months ago, but ever since I signed my soul over to the blue and green again in March, after giving it giving it away giving it away for the first time in in what twenty one years right turned twenty seven told myself I can't do this I can't do this I'm not gonna spend again three hours a day eighty two times a year with something as mediocre as this, but more more visually. And it's all about the visual experience here, right? The uh, the route to escapism, uh, just a lack of entertainment, a pure lack of entertainment. It was, it was tough. It was tough. And yeah, we had the bubble playoffs, and Patterson Hughes did their thing, and you know, got me back on pretty quick. But it was pretty obvious right away that again, uh, this team uh, was going to not be able to build off any sort of playoff success and carry it over to. Doing it again. And it's hard to do it again. It is. Especially if you're not used to doing it in the first place. And that's being a respectable NHL team. And it's been a while. Look at the standings, right? Numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. And it's been boring. And again, going into this October, it felt as if it was going to be boring again because of the lack of success and why because of the preseason the preseason begs you look what you did to me okay look at what your your realism and pessimism and intelligence with the game of hockey has done to my spirit. Yeah, you got me back onto uh, this side of the world but B uh, you made me into a into a hopeless person for a couple of days there. Over what? Preseason games. I guess what I'm trying to say is I I fell victim. I fell victim uh, until this morning when I woke up and realized that, bruh, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? 30 minutes a day, you're going to do this, you're going to sign up to do this, and you're going to really, really take a week of it to to crap, a.k.a. Sh- on the on the Vancouver Canucks before they played one game. I mean, you talk so highly about them possibly being able to turn this thing around and bring some confidence inside of that building based on a little bit more depth, but ultimately another another step for Quinn Hughes and Elias Petterson And now, more noticeably, the reemergence of Thatcher Demko being that guy. And maybe, yes, maybe, that is why I'm creeping back over to to in more than hopeful that the Canucks are going to put up 100 points. They're going to get into the playoffs. They're going to win a round, maybe even compete in the second round, impress Patterson, and take, a ne- take the next step. Take the next step by signing him and just moving towards, again, relevancy. Having an offseason where you're focused on winning, not because you desperately need to, but because you just did it. You just did it. Now, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, Thatcher Demko. Uh, the, the preseason, I said this yesterday, right? Woo! I said this yesterday on that episode you should not watch. <laughs> let's be real. Let's be honest. That episode was, that was that was dangerous. I said Pedersen is leaving at the end of the season, even if they went around. He's going to pull a kachuk. I was using that type of ammo for one of my bull predictions. Again, it was a different time in my life. It was yesterday, not today. And, and on that episode, I did mention that there hasn't been that guy in preseason, you know, who's really stood out. And maybe it, it, it is, Phil DiGiuseppe, Di you know, it could be him, which isn't sexy enough, right? It's not going to get us really gearing up towards a lot of confidence for the season if that's the one guy who really who really proved it In the preseason. It wasn't enough for me. And I'm sure it wasn't enough for a lot of Canuck fans. But after yesterday. I think it's pretty clear. That Thatcher Demko had a more than impressive. Preseason. He was the best Canuck. In the preseason. And. It wasn't hard to do so. But he looked. Very smooth. Very in control. Very strong. Made a couple athletic saves too. I think he stood out. He proved it again last night. And. Yeah, a lot's happened in September. I think we've gotten to October and more of us are thinking about this team being not only a little bit more structured, but leaning into being boring, possibly even with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. But boring may allow, again, Thatcher Demko to be protected and able to have a runway towards confidence and being successful and being dangerous because... A confident goaltender. A confident Thatcher Demko is a player, not just a goalie, a player who can win you games in the regular season. 3-1, right? That was the score last night. 3-2, 3-1, 2-1. Goals produced by the power play. Most of them. Or those guys on the power play. You know what I'm saying? The Millers, the Pattersons, the Hughes. The Hugheses? Most of your goals produced by that unit, that group of players at the top of your lineup, again, the score being 2-1, 3-1, 4-2, rarely. Is that the version of a successful Vancouver Canucks roster this season? I think so. And you see that, I woke up this morning thinking more about success and just being hopeful, man. Be led by Quinn Hughes. Be led by Pedersen. Be led by Demko. That trifecta. When they're at their games. Who, who has that across the league? Again, having a centerman, a defenseman, and a goaltender possibly all at the same time being top five in their position. We're not talking about the Oilers and McDavid and Drysdale and yeah. We're talking about three of the most important positions in the game being held by guys in your team that again are amongst the elite across the whole world of hockey. I don't know if that equates Stanley Cup success. I highly doubt it. But regular season success and using this season as a springboard to, again, relevancy and just being consistently towards possibly getting into the conversation of being a contender year in and year out, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I could see it. Another guy that, that, that I got to talk about, and I got to get out of here in, in a couple of minutes. So do we have to do an advertisement here? Is that what we have to do? I think so. I barely do these bonus episodes, but I had to get on. For the people. For the people. Yes. For the people on Lockdown Canucks because I've been uh, spreading spreading hate. (laughs) A lot of it. And because of what? Zach Benson in the preseason? That's all it took? All it took? Well, what type of West Coast bias are we providing on this show? Uh, The Walmart version of the West Coast bias. That is not what the city deserves. Not before the games matter. Come on. Okay, let's talk about one more positive thing. One more positive player who had a really standout preseason uh, before we get out of here. Again, you're listening to Locked on Canucks.
0: I got to tell you, whether you're an employer, whether you're an employee looking for new work, if you're looking for a job or you're looking to hire, you got to use Indeed because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. Don't waste your time because you could do it all with Indeed. Do you hate waiting? Because Indeed's US data shows that over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. You know something I love about Indeed? I can relate to them. My wife calls me The Flash and Indeed's they are pretty much the same, okay? Because they got instant match. So Mr. Flash... Mr. Mrs. Instant Match over at Indeed, you gotta love what they're putting out because with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed, they know when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you will only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have job requirements. So go visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring right now. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application price not available for everyone. You need to hire, you need Indeed.
1: <laughs> I, I heard Indeed's new tagline. Did, did you see it? Their new tagline? No. Oh, they, I just saw commercials. It was like, love your job more than you love your wife. What? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I gotta tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Okay, new episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We're back, and we're back the right way here on Locked On Canucks, the positive way. Shout out to 4:20. Okay, it's a beautiful time on this side of the world when we get to do this with the people at 4:20 p.m. every day. Uh, the optimism, somewhat, on this program, right? It was going, it was going one direction for the first eight minutes, and then. Again, the whole Damco thing got us back on track, and the whole not having Trevor here as well. I think I'm so grateful that Trevor's spending a week away from the city with his family uh, before the start of the season. Because, bro, you're a family man. Can you can you just be hopeful over realistic and believe in human beings more? Especially human beings in your neighborhood. Because you got a family, bro. I don't know how this guy is able to bring that energy home every day. That energy that holds so much pessimism towards towards something in the city that, you know, could band us together, okay? A better neighborhood equals a better world. It's just the truth. It's just the truth, okay? Begsy, if you're listening to this, don't worry, be happy. And be delusional. Thank you. Thank you for not being here, Begsy. And thank you for being here, Teddy Bluger. The better TB in Vancouver, okay? That guy. That guy, Ben... Been more than impressive, and it makes a lot of sense. Okay, we're talking about a very competitive player. He's played in a lot of winning organizations, and he won a Stanley Cup being a spare part, one that wasn't needed. I wonder what that did for his spirit. I don't think it fed him that much. It's always cool being a Stanley Cup champion, but again, I don't think it. I don't think it delivered the most to Teddy Bluger, and now this guy afterwards put himself in this situation, signing a one-year deal? A one-year deal. That's that's an equation that allows the possibility of Teddy Bluger having his best season ever with the Vancouver Canucks. And what does that mean? I don't think it means 30 points. I don't think it means 40 points, but I, I do believe it means him being highly effective. Highly effective, especially on the penalty kill. And when you're highly effective... On the penalty kill, you allow your team to have a better chance of winning games. Uh, We talked about the score, right? 3-1, 2-1, 4-2. Rarely. Is that how Tockett's Canucks are going to find success and bring it into the culture, into the building this season? They got to do what they got to do. I think so. And Bluger has a chance to be not only really important, but really important noticeably right away because he's facing Edmonton during that home-and-home home to start the season. A huge test. This week's a big week. The season is starting, and again, we're facing the Oilers, possibly the most angriest team in the NHL and the scariest team in the Western Conference. And I don't even think it's a, a overall depth thing with them. Or a culture thing, like they know what they're doing. It's just people realizing it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time Before those guys and that guy get it done. So it's gonna be a test and that power play again on Edmonton, historically great, legendary, and uh I wonder if the Canucks can go nine for ten on the penalty kill over the next over their first two games. Can they do that? Can they go seven for eight? And can Teddy Bluger look really good and really dynamic as a penalty ki- penalty killer and as somebody who, again, is fighting for another contract? This may be the best Teddy Bluger season ever. He needs a new contract. He's comfortable with the coach and the GM and the organization based on past relations and uh, we talked about runways a lot here. I think he sees the runway for himself being noticeable around the league and getting a payday. Let's hope he's really good. Really good. Uh, that pen- penalty kill, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do a lot for allowing Thatcher Demka to find success and confidence as well. He... He wasn't good last year to start the season and I think a lot of us wish he was able to do the impossible cuz Demko can sometimes do that and that's you know just stand on his head and do the most to win games. And maybe the team could have banked on having one or two of those happening within the first 8 to 7 games of the season last year, but uh, the Canucks were not making it easy for him, okay? They weren't and their penalty kill was a big reason for that. It just, just didn't allow a proper or clear path to getting into things. Gaining confidence, getting into that habit of stopping pucks. It was just always always hard, difficult for Demko to do that. And, again, the penalty kill was a big problem. Uh, uh, Teddy Bluger. Is he going to fix it? We'll see. Big week coming up. Big week coming up. Hey, is Carson Soucy... Gonna help us, who knows? I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen the news. By the time this comes out, I'm recording this at 11 o'clock. I I don't know, I don't know the update, okay? Maybe I should release this right away. Because it might not be as relevant, uh, my emotions toward the Susie situation, uh, based on, again, not knowing the severity of the injury, but I really tried to stay away from assuming the worst because I was trying to be positive here. It looked bad, I get it. It looked really bad. But we never know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a hockey player. But here I am podcasting about it. How did this happen? Who knows? Trevor Beggs. That's how it happened. That son of a... I'm not going to finish that sentence. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. Anyways. Get well soon. Really soon. Carson Susie. And uh, if he's out long term... (laughs) If he's out long term... Oh, my... Quinn Hughes is playing 30 minutes a game from the jump. That's my answer to how they're going to fix this hole in their blue line. Again, if Carson Soucy is not in the lineup. Uh, What did Rutherford say? Uh, We have uh, players who can fill up spots and stop the bleeding. I'm paraphrasing, but again, uh, we have more of those guys, so... So we still have a chance to win games when there's injuries. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I don't want to go there. You know, my mind is really scrambly right now and it's because we're going down the dark path of, of realizing that, oh man, this decoy that was weak already, that was banking on McWard and all this stuff is already going to be missing one of its key acquisitions. That's dark. That's dark. Making me scared. Can we end on a positive before I sign out? Yes. Uh, Maybe the other solution to this is not just playing Hughes 30 minutes a game right away, but playing Heronic as well. Do they play together? Do we just stack it up? I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. And I do want to talk about that with Trevor on Monday or Tuesday. And I also want to talk about talk about them possibly in some cases throughout the season putting up. Putting up a, a Ford unit that has that has Miller playing with Patterson and Kuzmenko for a bit. Just throw it back a bit to primetime JT Miller, you know, just to get him going. My mind, again, yes, my mind, all over the place. And that was another episode of Locked on Canucks, okay? I tried my best for the people to be positive. I uh, wasn't happy with my performance all week. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Subscribe, hit the like button if you liked today's episode. Uh, Leave us a review on that pod-catching side of things. Again, no begsy, no problem. He'll be back on Monday. And and for a lot of people, that's not the best thing because this episode might have seemed like a waste to them, right? Because they don't like my voice. They hate my voice. So I'm going to do all y'all a favor, okay? I'm going to put a downloadable link to today's episode in the bio below, and you can download it, and then you can take it to premiere. And then you can pitch it down and then shove it up your ass. I'm joking. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. It is what it is. All right? Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Uh, We don't know when you're listening to this, but the people over here on the Locked On side of things really appreciate it. And we'll see you on Monday. Peace.